Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star vs. the Force of Evil, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello. Alex Bonilla. Hello. And Sam Quattro. Hello. We're back once more to talk Star vs. the Force of Evil Season 4, uh, the April 14th episodes that aired this morning on the Disney Channel. The Night Shift, Queen Napped, Junkin' Janna, and A Spell with No Name. Um, find those on the Disney app or, yeah, on the Disney or Disney XD. Uh, we talk star every week. It's new here on the Overly Admitted podcast. Find us at overlyanimated.com. Search for us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes or our YouTube is youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, spoilers for this week of episodes. Also check out our previous, uh, se- season four star, uh, recap podcast. But let's get into these four episodes. April, what did you think? Um, so. Okay, I'm going to start this by saying that I don't care for those episodes that are, like, inside the wand or whatever. Um, And so I'm just going to say that about that one because I just – I don't find them that enjoyable. Also, the, like, description of the episode was totally not what it ended up being. So I was very, like, stuck on that through both of my watch throughs. So, (laughs) Let's see. Um, kid. Okay, I'm gonna go totally in the most random order. Um, Queen Napped was very frustrating because generally I like Ponyhead, but I just couldn't stand her this time around. How because what? How dare you? Ponyhead. I know. Yeah. Um, I know because like I always feel like I'm like the the dark horse and huh, no pun, <laughs> <laughs> but because like I I think Ponyhead's like fun sometimes but i was not into her this episode and i was just like you're really not helping like why are you here and then i guess like it answered my question at the end of it and i was like okay but like that was a really annoying way to get to this and like (laughs) i think that's a good description of that episode (laughs) so like that's nice that you did what you like set out to do but like i'm really annoyed at you right now um i think that's like my general feelings for all of these episodes was like i was generally annoyed not that they were bad episodes it's just that like things came up in them that i was like okay, like, this is what we're going to do, or, like, this is the route we're going to take, like, this is the final season. Like, I was really annoyed that Star and Tom kept texting each other in Junk and Janna, because I thought that was, like, a really fun episode, like, because we're just playing with Janna, and we're in a dump for whatever reason, and we're trying to go boot sledding, and I want to go boot sledding, that seems like a lot of fun, and Tom just won't get off of his phone, and and then, like, I was even more annoyed, because he's like... He's like, I have to text Star all of this stuff because we're in a serious relationship. And I'm like, ooh, let's talk about your quote-unquote serious relationship. So um, we can get into that we'll, we'll later. We'll talk about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the night shift, I, like, I did not like Marco at all in that episode. I think he is just, like, super selfish and, like, at the end, like, what did he think was going to happen whenever he, like set out to become a knight like and then all of a sudden like he's going back to earth like when did we decide that i guess was that something that was established like at the beginning at some point whenever he first came to muni i don't like i'm like oh you can't just like he just decides to do these things and thinks that it's supposed to be okay and like i think star had a right to be upset even though like we're quote unquote not doing starco anymore but like 
like all of those nights were totally justified at being upset with him. And I was like, yeah, I'm rooting for you guys. Like, and then I got upset because Marco beat them all up. And I was like, wow, Marco, like you're really just, you're, you're top notch right now. So I liked the episodes, but I was overall annoyed. So. Okay. Some hot takes there, <laughs> including Marco was unsympathetic. I feel like that's usually the Alex take. Marco is unsympathetic in this episode. So we'll see if uh, he also thought this. Alex, what do you think of these episodes? Um, first, I'd like to preface by saying, uh, last week I listened to your guys' podcast, and I, I think you guys were, were relatively negative on that group. And I just want to say, like, I thought that that was actually an improvement in terms of the season. Like, I really enjoyed that batch of episodes. And I think it's because all those episodes were did did a little bit better in weaving like characters and the story ideas that are actually somewhat important to where we are currently. And I think that this batch is continuing that that streak of like I don't think there are any episodes here that stand out like oh these are great episodes, but I think they're fine in terms in the context of the season. Like, there are little moments in the night shift, especially at the end, that, like, st- stand out. Uh, I actually enjoyed the, the the wand episode, but there are, like, sp- specific moments that, that, like, stand out in my head to me of that of that episode. And even Junk and Janna, like, I think that that one does sort of well in, like, um, giving you Tom's side of the relationship, since we've been focused so much on Star's side of things, so... Just like spending some time with Tom alone and seeing how he, where he is at currently, like that's something useful to where we are currently in the character arcs, and yeah. So on the whole, I think that these are a fine batch of episodes. Even I, which is this is going to be very weird, but like April is annoyed with Ponyhead, but honestly, this is one of the better Ponyhead episodes what? because <laughs> because Ponyhead in this episode is more of like a person pulling the strings behind as opposed to being front and center like she's on purpose trying to like sort of stay behind but like still with her personality of needing to be noticed so she's like she's like having an internal conflict here but because of that because we actually like get more of star and marco hijinks in, in intermixed with it all and like the the whole chasing uh clips of back and forth so i think that this is a good use of pony head where it's just enough like for her to like do annoying things to the characters, but not be sufficiently annoying to watch because like we do switch off of her a couple of times in the episode. So I think that all these episodes are doing things well. They're not, to- none of these are 11 minutes of perfection, but I think that they're, th- this is more or less like the right path for this season, I think. Okay, that's good. The right path for this season. Um, Sam, what do you think? I like these episodes as a group more than the previous weeks. I know that, you know, Alex brought up that we were pretty negative, and I was like, well, why not give this week's more of a fighting chance in my brain? Um, Night Shift, I thought that was playing with a lot of, like, interesting ideas. You know, oh, Marco doesn't want to be there forever, yada, yada, yada. Uh, The Ponyhead one, uh, it was... mm. It takes a lot for me to enjoy Ponyhead. It's hard, right? It's really hard. I was, I, I felt like Jana. I didn't really like her. Jana has the right attitude about Ponyhead, in which I just like do not really jive. Which you know, let bygones be bygones. That's just how I feel about Ponyhead. Though I will say, 
it was interesting to have her be like the puppet master. Maybe she's going to be the ultimate villain of the show. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think that's true. Serious finale, uh, Pony yeah, Head. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else was there? Junk and Jana. I was expecting a little bit more, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was all right. It was. It was. It was dope. I feel that. You know, donuts not for everybody, especially good. Okay. Okay, we'll, talk, we'll talk donuts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the hot taste cold foods on that one. Um, I, don't know, I, I, I don't know why it had to have an A plot and a B plot. I guess to set up that uh, Mina is the one generating all the magic and stuff. But I, I think like when you're in an 11-minute episode, having an A plot and a B plot doesn't really work that well. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like that works better... In shows that are 22 yeah, minutes yeah. long where you have the time to spare. But in Drunken Jana, we're just like, oh, Jana and Tom hanging out on a boot fighting a crow. And then we have the political intrigue of the uh, Magical High Commission and Eclipse and Star. And it all comes to a head. And, well, sure. Why not? I really liked A Spell With No Name because it answered my question that I brought up a couple podcasts ago where do star spells live nowadays? And they still live with the wand, apparently. I guess she just, like, grabs them from the wand through, like, magical interdimension-y stuff. I don't know. I really like that one a lot. I thought it was was nice. You know, they're calling star spells kids because, like, they're the youngest, even though they're, like, 40 and have kids and are married. I love it. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah, we you you called that one, Sam. That uh, the we needed the spider with the top hat uh, sequel to the sequel, right? It's the third one. Yeah, we yeah. we needed to know. It was. I'm glad. Like, it's very rare that my dumb nitpicky questions get answered. So when they do, I appreciate. <laughs> We're it. on the same page. Yeah, with the show here, that's good. Um, yeah, I think I think this is. I, I mean, you know, despite our tone last week, I did think last week's episodes were good, and I think in the end, I ended up calling three of them the best uh, for a certain character for each of them. Um, so I, th- I think uh, we've been solid, and I think these are also solid episodes. Um, my favorite is definitely the Night Shift, which I think is by far the standout one. It's the one that I'm most interested in. It's uh, I think the, just the best executed one. Um, and I think there's like a lot to get into there. I don't think it's like a spectacular uh, top episode of the show or anything, but I love Star and Marco in it, and this is exactly what I've been looking for. Um, more Higgs, yeah, no, just kidding. But uh, start more Star and Marco. Um, and I second favorite was a spell with no name. I really like the Spider with the Top Hat episodes, and I think this was a. I don't know if that's true historically. You can check the the tapes on that. But um, I I did like this episode. I think it's interesting, and I think there's a two like at least two interesting thematic through lines through these episodes so um i feel like we have some interesting uh things to talk about here on an overall level with the season um kind of like star and marco's relationship and uh versus uh tom and star uh and then also this eclipse of magic thing which has gotten into in chunk and jana which i thought was a fine episode um it's uh yeah they and the b it's interesting i think we need to do that so you can show them texting each other um you know we'll 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 see if we thought it worked or what it contributed and then there's queen napped which was super annoying (laughs) that episode uh (laughs) it's i don't think it was 
that great. Um, and it's like, okay, this is a very, it's, this is okay. We were like annoyed. There's not a lot plot going on the season. And then it's like, oh, here's a plot episode. Equips is kidnapped. Like we've been building up to this. It's Mina, right? Nope. It's just stupid pony head show follow up episode. Okay. There you go. Uh, it's, it was, it was, it was funny, I guess at the end, but, uh, I, I think, I think there's, we're, we're starting to get there to like what the season is saying. It's just taking a long time, which is why we're frustrated. But I do think now that we're getting there, there's some interesting things to get into. Um, so, uh, I guess, I guess let's do the, the star and Marco, the relationshipy side of stuff first with, uh, the night shift and half of Queen Napped, I would say, or half of Junk and Janna, um, is kind of what we're getting into here because, the night shift is, I think, making another attempt to double down on the conclusion of the Blood Moon episode recently, where it's like, okay, we're just friends now, Star and Marco, and uh, this we like. Uh, this is kind of the sequel to the the night episode from last season, which I guess was the plot thread that was still going in the background. Um, and Marco's uh, leaving Muni eventually. They're gonna they're gonna return to their lives, Star and Marco. They uh, promise to always be friends at the end. They give each other these capes. Um, they, they, we have this this scene on the rooftop at the end of this episode, just a very Starco thing, like reminded me of Star and Marco on a rooftop in season one. Like it's it's it, it, it's it's all the Star Starco themes. I feel like are here, but they're like all through the lens of friendship. At least that's what the characters are saying, and um, that's like what they're saying to uh you know that's 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 where they're moving towards too so it's like we're moving in this direction star and tom still together and that's what they think they're doing i guess the question is like where are we in terms of where the show is going with this plot line are we on the uh, we try to convince us that they're just gonna be friends but then they're still doing starco at the end um like april did this did this episode shift your your thought on what the show is doing with this plot line at all I, like i don't know what they're doing anymore because I feel like they're trying to make it like this super effort to like, like turn the, I, I say turn the other cheek and like, they're like, we're not doing Starco, you guys. Like, they're going to be friends, like all of this. But then like, like, then they have like Star getting really upset because Marco has said that he's going to go back to Earth. Like, okay, well, I mean, I guess like you're, you're upset, but do you also have any right to be upset because you're just friends? Like, he wasn't going to be your squire. And she even says, like, oh, well, I only made him my squire so we could hang out and do stuff and go on adventures. And so in a way, like, that's kind of selfish. But then she has, like, a like a very, like, mature moment where she's like, oh, I'm just re- overreacting. Which she, she was. And so, but, like, if you're going to, like, address that um, and say things like that, then does that mean that you're over, Marco? Like, because... The other thing that really gets me is at the end of the episode when they're sitting next to each other and they show their backs, their little gemstones on their capes formed a heart. And I like, (laughs) and I let out a very audible, "Mm." (laughs) and I don't know if it was like, it was a very interesting sound. And I don't know if it came from like a place of happiness or, or a place of like, like frustration because like, okay, we're. We're not bound together anymore because of the blood moon, but yet I'm going to get upset because you're going to decide to go to Earth, which, uh, to be fair, Marco has every right to want to go back to Earth. Like, 
he basically came to Muni for Star, or at least that's the impression that they gave us. And then now that he's no longer bound to Star by the Blood Moon, like, okay, why is he staying here then? He clearly doesn't want to be a knight. Apparently, he wants to go to college and do who knows what. But it also, like kind of asks this question is marco ever going to be satisfied in his own life now because like he came to muni because he was unhappy with like his life on earth and so now he's in muni and he's doing what he like set out to do and he's fulfilling that and he's like yeah but like i don't want to do this i want to go back to earth and i want to go to college so um like, you can't have it both ways, I guess. And I I feel like that's going to be, like, the biggest deterrent for, Mar- like, Starko. Yeah, this episode brings up logistical problems with Starko that I didn't know we were going to get into, right? Let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to be in different uh, dimensions. Uh, that's, um, it, it, it's, well, it's. It brings up the difficulty, like, for Kelko, too. Like. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Tom Tom Star also. I mean, I guess they're both on Muni, but uh, Tomco, no one. Tomco, yeah. Uh, Marco's not going to be with anybody. <laughs> no, Marco can't be with it. Yeah, no, we're getting a Tomco episode. We're very excited. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, Al- Alex. Uh, so you, you, uh, not not the biggest Starco person. <laughs> I'm interested where your head's at with what the season's doing with Starco, especially after uh, this week of episodes. Right. Now, when when we talked about Blood Moon, I, I think I said uh, I said something along the lines of, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep going with Starko, but I'd be very impressed if they stick to, hey, it's okay to just be friends. Like So, like, I think that this episode is still on a similar path where I'm not buying that the show is, isn't going to resist the temptation to just make them romantic at the end. But like in 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 where we are at the show right now, they're they're focusing on friendship, and I think that's cute. Like the the line of Mark at the end of the lifelong post is our friendship. Like that's that's like so so beautiful. But uh, and, but but then you have the show also doing their caves, making a heart in the back, and it's like okay, we're, so we're not totally quitting this, right? So. I, I and also as as April mentioned, like Star has like a mature moment there where she's like, wait, I'm I'm overreacting. Like he should he's his own person. He he should be able to make his own decisions, sort of thing. So and that, that that's like a, a good step to take in a friendship. And it, Marco mentions that like he he's gonna be able to visit. He has scissors. Like we always, like the show often forgets that he has scissors, but he has scissors, so he could just show up whenever he he has like free time and just. But, like, because they're, like, such close friends, Star is initially overreacting. It's like, well, I want to spend all my time with my best friend. And the, that's a kid thing to think about. But, uh, and so it hurts when she, like, has to face the reality. And this is continuing Star's thing of trying to avoid um, thoughts that are, like, troubling. She kind of, like, pushes them away as much as she, uh, for as long as she can until she's confronted with it head on. And then you have Marco who has always uh, had an issue with uh, committing to things or like defining relationships with uh, just just when he was with Jackie, we saw this issue going on with Kelly. He's just now getting to like being that breakup buddies, but like still not really dealing with that. And I I am a little interested to see if it ever gets to boyfriend, girlfriend and uh, and the, the obviously the Starko tension, and now here also with the knights. Like once he gets to like, oh, this is a lifetime thing. Then it's like, okay, wait, hold on. So I, I think that this all is just a part of Marco's personality, where he he 
it, once he's confronted with something that he, kno- he knows it's going to last a long time, but he's unsure that he's going to go through with it, his instinct is to run away. Even with like the joke of Marco sending the knights into the into the other dimension and like they never come back because they love it. But Marco is strong enough to always come back, but maybe it's not even strength. It's just he doesn't like being in the same place for too long. So I, I, I think that both per, both personality flaws of Star and Marco are represented here, and it makes sense in their in their in them like trying to figure out what their relationship is today. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So digging into their their characters and their friendship while still on the same trajectory, I think that's a, that's a good analysis here. Sam, uh, yay or nay? Starco still happening? Yay. All right, I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I don't have any more commentary on Sarka at this point in time. It's nice. just like, it <laughs> well, just that's, keeps... that's valid. It's, if, if Night Shift did not change your perspective, that's what I want to know, you know? Yeah, it, like, yeah. it didn't, like, it's, it's still going to happen. It's just, you know, continuing the parade of fake outs. And, like, I'm, I don't have any more commentary. It's just, yes, it's still going to happen. Call me when, like, they actually get together. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll do. That's it's the May nineteenth. That's 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 the date. Yeah, so like in a month, it'll happen. Yeah, so, like um, e- even if like the finale ended with them like just hugging and like there's no romance, like the, Tom and Star are still together. Kelly and Mark yeah, are still that together. would be not like, a Stark well, like would we assume that Starko is still going to happen? Off no, screen? that's not a Stark running. They need to get together and kiss. They need to say their feelings for each other. I mean, that's... technically, they've already kissed. So. Yeah, and they've already said their feelings. And they've already them, so. said their feelings for each other. So <laughs> yeah, they need I, to I mean, do it again. In theory, we've already done Starco. <laughs> call me when they go on a date. Yeah, date. That'll never happen. Boyfriend, no. I'll miss you, Sam. <laughs> that's what that's what we thought this we, this season could have been them dating, but no. So oh there. well. Um, yeah, I, I generally agree. This is this is this is the same thing that we're doing in in Blood Moon. But it's 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 in, the most interesting thing to me is that we're kind of doubling down on the friends thing. Like I thought we'd start to move back, but I think this episode is is them moving back while still exploring the things that you get from them just thinking of each other as friends. So I, I think there's a lot of that, and you you guys got into it. I think there's a lot of meat that they're exploring here which is justifying maybe what we're doing with them but i still don't think you know it's it's gonna sustain for five more like weeks right so uh, i'm I'm still skeptical although this is this is a mark in the favor of like what the show is trying to do i think the night shift was was a good exploration of them in the in their current state um i think i think it's it should also be noted that like I feel like this episode is the most mature Starko has almost kind of been because like, like they, even though like they're kind of freaking out by themselves, they like continue to say like, I should go talk to star or I should be talking to Marco. And then like, they sort of make that effort to go do that, um, which is more than they've ever done. I mean, outside of like booth buddies um, and even just a little bit of like blood moon, but like, like the fact that you're like, hey, I have these feelings and I feel some type of way, whether it's romantic, friendship, whatever, um, you're you're like making a cognitive decision to go talk to the person that's also involved in that versus like the entire like the entire show. We've just been avoiding like we like notoriously like we have our Marco like we Marco it up or like we avoid making it awkward in the words of both of them. So like and then even like at the end like they talk about it and they come to a place of like understanding so congrats to them for having a 
an actual mature relationship, whether that be in the direction of romance or friendship or whatever. I, yeah, I agree. I think this is them being mature. I think they, they talk about how what what's happening makes them feel. They uh, give each other gifts. Um, that's a mature <laughs> thing, right? Uh, and then they, they're just it's communicating at the end. It's uh, like a... Yeah. Well, they're just sort of like saying like, hey, like what I took Marco giving Star the cape as was that like, hey, I'm acknowledging that like, you know, our time together has meant something and that it it means a lot to me. And so this is like my way of sort of commemorating that with you. So, because he didn't need to give her a cape, but he did. And that was very nice of him. They both gave each other capes. It's because they love each other, April. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <That's- laughs> love can take many different forms. Yeah, it doesn't right, have you know. to be it's all It's all blended together. It's it's with the, it's it's okay. Um, but no, I, th- I think this episode is them genuinely kind of like not thinking of each other romantically, which is shocking. This is one of the first times I feel like we've had this in seasons. Uh, that both both of them not really viewing each other romantically. You could argue there's elements to that, to the gift giving, to the their their hug, um, you know, to the, all all of that. Like, uh, it, but it, it, like I think genuinely they're convinced that the blood moon and blood moon's resolved that they moved on, and so I think that's kind of what's notable about this is there's we've been in the state of one of them likes the other and hasn't told them or some or they did tell and now their feelings. It. Yeah, so yeah, so <laughs> we've just done that for the past season and a half or more, and now we're kind of beyond that, and it's like okay now they are genuinely connecting with each other on a real level and they've gotten past these feelings, which are just uh, distra- like telling each other and reacting to each other is honestly like, a, it's almost like a distraction to what their connection. So um, it's like they gotten past these teenage uh, angsty parts to it. And now we can actually move on to building their bond and culminating them romantically. Now that they're past all the drama, I feel like is, is kind of what the show is getting at here. Um, and I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm convinced for now. So I think this is, this is good. It was a really gorgeous scene at the end of this episode with them watching the sunset. And, um, well, yeah. I, I think you mentioned that it was reminiscent of like a season one scene. And also this chemistry is sort of reminiscent of season one before romantic tension mm-hmm. set in, you know, that like yeah. that they, they were able to have these kind of com- like conversations about life in general. And like that kind of went away for a while as the tension set in. But like, you know, even if it's for a couple of episodes, it's nice to like see them just, you know, talk normally again. Yeah, well, I think I think even when they get together, that's what hopefully that's what will happen now that they're past the awkwardness of their feelings and any angst that came from that. Even if it's romantic, they'll be able to talk normally. Right. And and I mean, that's yeah, well, you, you would hope so. If people in a relationship will be normal with each other and uh, just these two are just been screwing it up for a while. So, uh, yeah, I think this is, this is a very good direction. But it does feel very season one. And that was really nice because, you know, that's when we all started uh, loving the two of them together because of it wasn't even any feelings that they had it was just their connection as as friends and and you know just just two two people you know doesn't didn't need to have been romantic just grew that way but yeah we're i feel like we're resetting it in order to to build it up again um is is i guess the conclusion here with starco um and that's that's what we're expecting i feel like and we have you know five five weeks left to do it so we'll see we'll see how this show continues to approach it here and we'll get into the tom tom side of this in a second but the rest of night shift um yeah this the scene at the end with the 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 capes and we mentioned the line of uh there's any lifelong post to accept on muni it's our friendship and stars and star wow that's so cheesy it was (laughs) they're cheesy people it's great someone get the noodles 
<laughs> yeah, so Star loved the gift, and it was, yeah, I just that, that scene was really gorgeous. Made that the screen cap for sure. Um, and uh, they we also have them hugging in the beginning after the knighting ceremony, um, and Star giving Marco the the cape. And uh, but I think this episode's very funny. By the way, I think that's the reason why it's it's the best of the week for me i love the sir cuddles's mom nighting in the beginning he's crying because <laughs> he thinks he's gonna be beheaded <laughs> yeah this is that's definitely the show's brand of humor but i thought it was successful like <laughs> it's like uh don't you're gonna cut his head off right in front of his mom uh yeah also enjoyed what is it whenever uh higgs comes out of the never land yes, or whatever yes. and she's just like what where are my muscles and he's like i tried to tell you and she's just like i have nothing here and just goes right back There's nothing for me here now yeah so higgs is back uh higgs is back yeah the name confusing because she's been one episode no there's the most popular one episode character i think of all of all time so, uh, <laughs> really everyone loves higgs that's a real ship higgs and marco it was Okay. It was for a brief period of time. That's when we thought she'd be a recurring character, but she was not. Now she she's back and she was glorious, I think, in this episode. Late Lady Higgs. Um and yeah, she does the portal thing. And that's really all she gets to do. She talks for like ten seconds. But it was great. So I'm glad we got uh, Higgs back. All the other night characters as well. I guess Sir, Sir Stabby was a person in, in that episode. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, we also knighting called uh, Marco Princess Turdina when, uh, when he Yeah, Marco Diaz, also known as Princess Turdina. And then Star yeah. also includes Turdina on the cape. Yeah, that's great. Um, will we do anything with this is also something I'm watching the rest of the season. What are we doing with Princess Turdina? Is, is that going to culminate somehow? So interested in that. Um, Maybe the money will run out. <laughs> the money, Maybe the money no will. More, no more allowance. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, it, well, we do that gag 10 more times. Yes. Um, okay. But didn't expect <laughs> Mr. Candle to be back this episode. Excuse uh, me, uh, Sir uh, Crandall. Yes, yes thank sir. you. <laughs> this episode just jams a bunch of stuff <laughs> that we love into it. But yeah, Mr. Candle from the iconic Starco episode uh, in season two is great, uh, where we say the name Starco. Um, and uh, he's just there, and we don't really explain it. So there you go. I think it's funny that he's in like the exact same role that Mr. Candle was in. Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> That's why we brought him back. Yeah. We're back in the, the same office, just with different posters, and <laughs> still have the cat. Yeah. It's it's good. It makes me want to rewatch his his first episode for sure. But uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he. Uh, I guess that's good. We don't we don't explain it. That's fine. Um, and then yeah, Mar- the main the main thing is Marco's wanting to not be a knight uh, forever. He can't stay on Muni. So this this is something that makes sense to address, considering Marco just moved to Muni in season three randomly. So uh, Marco's plans on going back. He um, brings up his baby brother, despite it not coming up not, at all since yeah. Marco Junior. <laughs> That's a, it's an important plot line in the show. I mean, th- that's what the season is doing. It's random Higgs too. Like we just randomly bring up things that happened once last well, season. Well, no, it's because uh, it's the final season, so we have to we have to like run through everything in its finality. Like yes, we have yes. to see all of the long lost characters, so we shouldn't be surprised if we see Alfonso. And, well, I guess we kind of said bye to hit we did, them. Yeah. Jackie, and, will Jackie be back, April? You have to, you have to oh, tell me. Will Jackie? She'll be, be in the finale. She'll be in the finale. She'll be in a Marco nightmare sequence where he goes through all all his past failings at, at relationships, or and there's gonna be some other type of like social function, and Jana's gonna show up with Jackie. Like that would be amazing because Jana just apparently lives in 
in Muni now. So yeah, that's not commented on either. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. This this what the show's going to do is it's going to do the the fight the last the goodbye to blank thing yeah. that shows do in their final seasons is they have finale episodes for every single plot element. Um, and I kind of don't like it, but uh, the, this was a good. I guess if this is our our bringing back a lot of elements, that's fine. This this was this was a good example of it. Um, and uh, anything else from this episode? Yeah, Marco. I like Marco threatening uh, to Mr. Stabby before he burns the, the star's cape. Um, I think that oh, was yeah. good. And then Marco talking about the Never Zone a lot. Um, but yeah, and the, the other, yeah, the only other thing is like Star and Marco's like uh, talking to the, the statue guy and uh, going like uh, to, a lot Why haven't of. haven't they moved to that yet? And also, how is that oatmeal not gone bad? <laughs> Is it, is it, is it's, it's magic oatmeal. Yeah, it's just magic. Yeah, um, but yeah, them like t- talking through their fe- their their fe- how uh, the situation's making them feel. I thought that was pre- pretty notable, and like Star being like really awkward too. Um, yeah, like, she, yeah, she uses the classic "someone's calling me" trick. Yeah. <laughs> it was very believable. I believe that. Okay, the, that, that that's good for the night shift. I want to get into Junk and Jana for the Tom side of things here because I feel like that's what we're also exploring with the romance part of the show here. With uh, mm-hmm. this is a dig into star and tom's relationship where they're separated and so they're just texting each other all the time um tom says he doesn't know what to do with himself when stars at one of her meetings that's what it's like being in a serious relationship he says um okay (laughs) you don't you don't agree april no i don't think i think it's very unhealthy if you feel that you need to constantly be in contact with your significant other like like for instance, me and my husband, we do not text like hardly ever. I mean, we do, but not a lot. And usually it's just like, hey, are you going to be home at this time? Yeah. Okay, cool. Like never like there's no constant communication. I mean, like I sometimes will only see him like two days out of a week. So like I feel I don't know. It just seems really, really unhealthy that you have to like constantly be talking. And generally that comes from a place of insecurity. If you feel like you have to constantly like be in contact with the other person, um, which would make sense considering like star kissed Marco and everything like that. So I would understand if it was very like one sided, whereas Tom was like, I have to constantly like text star. And then like, which was why, like it was kind of interesting that we were seeing both sides of it and we had the B plot or whatever, but um but it it would have been more interesting if Star had been like extremely frustrated or something like why is Tom constantly texting me? But no, she's like reciprocating that, and so I just don't. It's I don't think it's going to go well for them. <laughs> so you think they're too all over each other, basically? Yeah. The texting. Well, t- because t- like how how do you expect to properly communicate if you're constantly talking? So, and I think there's a difference between like just talking to a person and then actually communicating with them. So, oh, there's probably something like it would not surprise me if at some point in time Tom brings up like Star, like Star and Marco again, because like there, it just seems like there's a lot of insecurity in that in that relationship. Plus, he's also brought it up multiple times, and Star like never brings it up. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point that even though they're talking all the time, they're not like necessarily talking about things of substance. They're really just taking selfies and stuff. Yeah, this is what the episode presents. Yeah, um, yeah. Sam, how are you feeling, the Tom Star, when they're they're t- they're texting each other in this episode? It's just like annoying, man. It's like <laughs> all right, not like annoying. Like oh, I don't want to see this. It's like 
you know, you feel like a third wheel, even though you're watching a show and you're like <laughs> supposed to be invested in it. And I felt like Jen, I was like, you know what, dude, if you really want to like be here with me, get off your phone. You know, I'm not a distraction, even though I'm watching you. I don't know. Um, it was whatever. And then his phone broke. So that's the end of that. Okay. Yeah. It's, I like that. Uh, the audience was the third wheel. To, I, to I did. On. I felt like third wheel. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, like that's not typically how I feel when I'm watching like, you know, a pairing that I don't particularly like, but at this point in time, I really felt like I was in the shoes of somebody who was like interacting with them. And like they were, we were all getting dinner together, but they were like sitting next to each other and I'm across from them from the table and they're like all like making out, and I'm just like waiting for my spaghetti to come. Spaghetti, yeah, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. what people ordered restaurants, right? Yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, restaurant. I've been to a restaurant before. <laughs> I order spaghetti all the time. Okay, that's that's good to know. Well, Even if I'm not at a place where it has most places, yeah, anyway. have spaghetti probably. Spaghetti I don't know is... about that. <laughs> Dude, let's get into that more. The Mexican restaurant, there's spaghetti there, yes? No. No. <laughs> okay, okay. A burger um, bar, is there spaghetti there? No. Anywhere that's like a dinerish place, you know, any anything adjacent to that. Dude, I've never heard of a diner having spaghetti. <laughs> is there spaghetti? If, if, yeah, if they, they do. do, it's buried in the menu, <laughs> like where nobody ever Which orders from. Which diners yeah. have everything. Yeah. Okay. We. I thought we were gonna talk about donuts, not spaghetti. That's that. That's where. We're well, doing. Oof. well, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alex, are you feeling Star and Tom's relationship as it was presented in this episode? Well, what I'm feeling is that Jana calls out Tom correctly in saying, "Like, hey, you need to like." learn to be your own person sort of thing i think it's gotten to the uh, along the lines of insecurity it's gotten to the point where tom is beginning to define himself by the idea of being in a relationship and that's kind of like uh, uh, occupying his entire mindset and so when, when there's when he is alone he's he says like i don't know what to do with myself so like it's really it's literally like it, that's the only thing on his mind right now and that's not a healthy way to live life like you gotta have other relationships other friendships going on and so uh, i i like Jana a lot in this episode because she's she's speaking the truth tom needs to expand his horizons and i don't know if if he'll be able to to do that in it within this relationship because as we see star kind of feeds into it a little bit with like you know like acting in kind and then later well like late at the very end the the, the interesting part of, of the tom star relationship to, in this episode is at the end star is like hey you did a thing on your own that makes you more attractive and tom is like yeah i did and he pops his collar so but like if feels more like he's he's taking credit for like for something just to like get points with star rather than like actually feeling that he like accomplished something in his life you know like it's it's all rotating around star and that's that that does that is going to come to a head soon but i don't know when yeah so i think the main thing 
is that if we're talking about uh, Starko, it's like, okay, they staying friends. Well, if Tom Star was being presented as like this really healthy, great relationship, maybe we would keep doing that. But clearly, I think Jung and Jan is. Uh, none of us are feeling them in this episode. So it's not like uh, Star is going to be staying here, I think, through the, throughout the end of the show. Like, this is a very purposeful showing of, of Tom Star um, that it's like not necessarily great for either of them, particularly Tom. I think the tom thing would have been more successful have we had we seen ever tom with anyone else in the show like we don't know what time i think we commented on this recently like what does tom even do other than be with star and i think that's what this episode is saying but it's like you know tom Tom, they weren't together for part of the show tom was doing something but to us it's the same thing he was dealing with anger management so i I, i'm kind of scared that like, I don't think this is what the show is doing, but I'm kind of scared that the message here is if you're not in a relationship, then you have no control over your emotions sort of thing. No, like, like, it co- like him become, dealing with his anger coincides with him getting into a relationship with Star, and I don't know what's going to happen when they break up. Hopefully, the idea is that the show has made Tom sort of mature enough to handle it the second time around, but I, I, I'm, I'm just a little scared at like the message of like being in a relationship versus being out of a relationship. Yeah, I, I, I think these the thing is that he's mature enough now that he'll he'll handle it better. Yeah, um, but it it is it is true. Uh, yeah, I mean that I think that's the main thing for me. It's like I just I just haven't seen enough of Tom for this to have too much of an impact. But it is interesting to see the star side of this. Like, uh, she's just uh, texting him back as much and just uh, distracted by talking to Tom because we you know we don't get too much of that. Seeing and, and uh, let, let's say the, the the specific thing of te- texting a lot with your uh, significant other is not necessarily a bad thing. It's more like when like you're admitting that like you don't know what to do with yourself <laughs> when your significant other is not around and you, you are um you are distancing yourself from other people you could have connections with for the sake of keeping your one relationship. Yeah, Tom's. I don't know what to do with myself when I'm not at one of Star's meetings. That's not healthy. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, not. No, it's really so. not. At least like we've seen Star, I guess, do things without like being tied to her phone or whatever. But then I like it begs me to wonder, like, okay, what was like Tom doing whenever Star was like having a freakout because Marco's going to Muni? Like, not specifically about that, but just because like. She wasn't like on her phone constantly texting Tom. And I guess it technically took place at night. So he was asleep. But like, I don't know. I've seen like some really bad like relationships where people just constantly texting each other and then like they're fighting all the time. And I guess we haven't really seen like Star and Mark or not Star and Marco, but Star and Tom fight um, since like the whole Blood Moon thing. But like, it's kind of one of those things like, okay. Like, I I think that would be interesting to watch just to see, like, the next fight that they have. Like, what is it about? Is it about something, like, legitimate or is it about something petty? Mm, That's a good point. Yeah, they they, at least they're happy (laughs) with each other right now. But uh, how will they respond when something is not not happy comes up as inevitable? Yeah, Yeah. because Lava Lake Beach was like the most recent incident where, like, it gets close. But then, like, we kind of get distracted by the whole storm thing. (laughs) But uh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next week uh, is or is it next week or the week after Beach Day? So looking looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if how Tom reacts to that. Yeah. Uh, they two weeks. Okay. Um, other uh, yeah. The other parts is that Jana and Jan and Tom. This was our big Jana Tom shipping episode, as we talked about last week. Uh, that's a, that's What's a hot it? ship. Um, so here they are together. Our answer. Sam's prayers have been answered with uh, Jan and Tom appearing together in an episode. Were they? 
But was it disappointing that Tom was distracted the entire time? Yeah. I didn't feel the chemistry at all. I don't know Uh, what anybody's talking about. Just because Jana has an interest in demons and the occult doesn't mean that Tom is like her dream man, you know? He checks one box. He is a demon. He is, uh, yeah, he's an underworld person. He's very boring for a demon. (laughs) That's that's a good point. (laughs) I appreciate that Jana invited him along to go boot sledding, even if she did at the heart of it want him there in case the the crow showed up. (laughs) She just wanted him to blast this right. I guess is this what Jana's just doing on Muni? Like what? She's just hanging out in dumps, like (laughs) going boot sledding. Why not? Yeah. It's summer vacation. Spend it how you want. Yeah, Sam, as a, J- a Jana fan, are you? Uh, were you satisfied with the, knowing what Jana's been up to in this episode? Yes, it's I don't know. It's very Jana-like. Yeah, it's very random and like, oh, I'm cool. I'm in like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, no. Jana. I, I mean, my hopes for a deep Jana character episode are just dashed. Yeah, I think point, you think so. it would, this would be it, if anything, right? Like, <laughs> Jana is just a cool girl, and she does what she wants. Yeah, are, are we giving Jana a girlfriend, Sam? Is that happening? No, that's not going to happen. <sighs> okay. Maybe, maybe in the screenshot of like the finale, it'll be like a cute demon girl like walks by, and she's like, "Oh," and then that's, that's it. it. No, that, that's what that's the extent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would be that'd be good ending for Jana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Alex. Uh, any uh, any Jana takes from this episode? I, I have three Jan Tom moments here. So first of all, <laughs> are you are you Jan- a big Jan Tom shipper? Uh, so first of all, Jan, Jan uh, Jana is falling from the boot, and Tom uses his rocket fire boots to like yes. go up and like lift her in her arms like a Superman Lois Lane style. So that's one. That's more Tom towards Jana. Yeah, Second, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So J- J- Jana so far has no nothing. Then, like, second of all, ta- uh, Jana is about to be uh, um, pecked at by the giant crow, and Tom steps in, sacrifices his phone with Star's picture on it uh, to save Jana. So that's also a Tom towards Jana moment of that's like, hey, to come. yeah. So it's <laughs> like, hey, my phone is no longer important. You're more important. And then finally, this is lesser, but uh, J- uh, Jana, when Tom is like, hey, like I- I'm cool, I pop my car, and Jana's like, ew, don't do that. But like that's like the first time that it feels a little bit more like hip- her being just like you know trolling her, trolling him a little bit like he would like she would to Marco. So like it's kind of like a, a like a small step up in their relationship there. So there you go. Those are all the Jan Tom moments in this episode. Okay, Alex is really feeling <laughs> Wow, it. where's good. the fanfic, Alex? Uh, I, I'm sure it's existed since season two. No, no, you gotta write it. You gotta uh, write this fanfic. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> you can't, what? Dude, that is a classic forum thing to come up with lists of shipping moments. You have to write fanfic. <laughs> I know, I think that Alex ships it. I don't even have to ask whether he ships it. I know now. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it's, the phone it's preferable th- to Tom Star. <laughs> okay, yeah, that we could probably all agree. <laughs> this, uh, the phone thing—that's like the symbolic. Like uh, Tom was distracted by talking to Star the whole time. But right, then, and um, if it had yeah. just been that, then I think the episode would have improved because that feels like a moment of like, okay, like now I'm not distracted anymore. But then it gets kind of unraveled by his interaction with Star at the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, dude. Maybe this okay, is just I'm step gonna. One. Yeah. You, you sacrifice your, your phone to save a human life. Like, that's not a big deal. 
I mean, Sam, like, that's I just, romantic. What are you talking no, about? No, it is not romantic. It's very I'm romantic. Being a good person to be attentive to the person that you're physically with if they're in physical harm. Sam, don't so, you know that whenever you save someone's life, it's it's a romantic shipping moment? Wow, well, that must that must explain that's, why I don't have any room in my life. That's what Ao3 has taught me. Okay, that's wow. that's how it works. So, like, Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if we get the the Jana Tom follow up episode. We won't. Um, okay. The Star and Eclipse are visiting the High Commission part of this episode, and uh, basically the important thing is that the High. Well, okay. Let's talk about the donuts first, and then we'll get into the magic. Those stuff. donuts were disgusting, man. They like, how how disgusting. do you ruin a donut? Like, how well, is that it's possible? It's gluten free and dairy free and everything free. So. Apparently, they're just like vegan donuts. But no, no you listed a bunch of stuff. Vegan donuts taste though. better than those look. <laughs> I don't know. Here's my hot take on cold foods. Yeah, donuts. donuts. <laughs> tell, tell, talk to us about donuts. Uh, let's see. So, I like donuts in moderation, of course. You know, that's that sweets. You know, they're good in moderation. Sure. My favorite is probably the Dunkin' Donuts blueberry donut. Blueberry. Like in terms of the yeah, the commercial donuts that you can get. It's like a blueberry muffin, but a donut. It's wonderful. It's like a cake, a cake donut. Yeah. Okay. okay. It it tastes very good, and in terms of cheap donuts that's what i would go to um federal donuts in philadelphia that's a great donut place i like their donuts Krispy cream i'm not so hot on i don't really like Krispy cream well they have they just have like glazed donuts but they're warm glazed donuts that's uh, great sure <laughs> any it, other donut takes that really makes a difference i, I just want to say i'm very annoyed with dunkin donuts because they discontinued the bavarian cream variety and that was my really? favorite donut from there and like that was the only reason i would go to a dunkin donuts because they were the only place that like sold it consistently but now like i don't know any place that sells bavarian cream donuts oh no i might have oh, to no. boycott dunkin yeah, now they're just Dunkin'. They're not even Dunkin' Donuts anymore. They're just Dunkin'. I mean, they have they really have great coffee, okay? Good coffee. Sure, but you, you're allowed to sell other things while being called what the food you're known for. They it's also confusing. have Okay, okay. Like, is Burger King ever yeah. going to change to just Food King because they now sell salads? No. Yeah, I think it is Food King now. <laughs> okay, well, okay, this okay. It's about as upsetting as Chick fil A selling fish. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> okay, there's the there's the donuts <laughs> with uh, you, Sean. Uh, I, I like chocolate donuts. Well, so, so how do you feel about the representation of vegan donuts being disgusting in this episode? Well, I I, I, was, I was initially offended, but uh, first of all, I, I'm not, I eat donuts, but uh, it's it's uh, they, it was a joke about it, it was uh, everything. So whatever, it was he kept listing things, right? Yeah, yeah. no, you, got, you gotta give you gotta give Sean credit for trying because no knew, i don't he should he, he should have he the visual sense to alex know it's his family bad. it's his family recipe well you're just hating on his family history he did yeah. it poorly if that's i'm pretty sure that sean just didn't follow the recipe oh so right. your head canon is that his family recipe is a, it's really good it's he probably a fine up. donut because it's really hard to mess up a donut <laughs> <laughs> so is, sean's just a big screw up okay yes uh, that fits with the rest of him <laughs> what if the donuts weren't actually gluten-free and that's why eclipse it got sick mm. he yeah, just so said they were because they're bad yeah that's true just although to tom later eats donuts and he's like "Ooh, gluten-free so like he seems to know that it's gluten-free tom's not smart <laughs> can taste if things are gluten-free no i don't you need to have it identified i'm pretty sure so i don't tom tom just has the third eye sense 
from the Stephen Towers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The plot part of this is uh, here's my here's my conclusion. Tell me if you guys agree or disagree. I think the High Commission is accusing Eclipsa basically of using uh, unregulated magic here. Oh yeah, that was something that came up. Yeah. yeah that seems about right. Yeah. It's a little unclear, but that seems to be what they're saying. Someone in the Monster Temple is using magic that hasn't been used in a while. Uh, see, I, I thought they were insinuating but, that it's Eclipsa. But, yeah. but the other thing, too, I guess that was kind of annoying about this is because they were like, oh, like, there's someone using magic that hasn't been used for centuries. And I'm like, okay, well, Eclipse has been, like, frozen or crystallized mm-hmm. for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she would be using her regular magic, um, which, again, hasn't been used in centuries. So that makes sense. Like, right? But no one said that, which was I don't know, like, that was kind of bothersome to me that no one they was just to be like, just annoyed that she exists now again. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it could be there's another person in the castle using. I guess like it's it's un- Eclipse is unreg. It, it would be a big deal if Eclipse returned to her dark magic, but like maybe everyone yeah. thought she's just using normal magic. Um, but yeah, th- this seems to be this like brings me. I-, I see a connection between a spell with no name and the end of this episode with like okay, Eclipse is using weird magic. Um, so then we could talk about that episode, but also at the end of the ep- this episode, this bird that had been attacking them is Mina's bird, Sebastian, and is, atta- mm-hmm. is collecting giant armor. Wow. Yep. For yep. Mina, presumably. Is Star going to turn into Genlock, but with giant knight robots? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, we can only hope. That would be great. I feel yeah. like <laughs> because it keeps coming up, and I'm just like, yeah. We just, it all just means giant robots. That's really the only reference. Oh my that. god, there's been giant robots since like the beginning of time. People. But these were good giant robots, so that's why <laughs> it, it, it would be an insult to be like, oh, is this going to be like Transformers? Because, you know, I don't care. Oh, how, oh don't get it. You can, you can get Andy mad. Um, would it be Justin like Iron Giant? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah is it going to yeah, so... be like a castle in the sky? Is that your Alex impression? No. <laughs> That's my. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean any impression. I I don't. No, I'm not gonna make an Alex impression. Okay. Okay. That was my Uh, general like internet dude impression. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Uh. Yeah. So Mina, the plotline of Mina going after Eclipse is continuing here, and she is preparing for. I assume next week's coronation uh, is what we're going to do. Next week, half-hour coronation episode for Eclipsa to become queen, even though she's already queen. Um, but uh, so Mina would attack her then, is my guess. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, unless they decide to drag it out to the finale. <laughs> mm. so, no, only Is Mina our new big bad? Like... So far, I, yes, but um, it's gonna no. happen soon, right? So then it's it's like we haven't heard from Moon. We're putting Moon off in the the human opposition, right? So maybe that's a, a final conflict here. I think that might be like my other because again, I liked these episodes, but I think that might be my other issue is that I'm like, okay, I still don't know what our big bad is. In yeah, order, yeah. this has been a recurring complaint, I think, with the season. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like maybe. Yeah. Okay, we can let's quickly go through a spell with no name because I do think it connects to Eclipse's magic uh, here. We, just, just quickly, can you remind me? Did we know that the crow could magically transform before this or no? no? So it, it could this is this a new Mina's, addition? Oh, this is I didn't even remember Mina having a bird. So oh uh, okay, yeah, I, I think she had. A, yeah, but in the I in the in the moon having, episode there was a crow. Yeah, I remember her having the birds with the. 
fairy episode. Yeah, yeah. it might have just yeah. been from then. Okay, yeah. If it was in just from then, it wouldn't. But it I forgot yeah. it. Clearly. I bring this up because there's a small possibility that Mina has discovered some kind of magic to enhance other uh, beings, and that could be a way we go. Like, in addition to this giant robot knight, she's also going to have, like, an army of animals. I don't know. Fantastic. Okay. If she's harnessed this edition. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so we'll have Mina and a bunch of crows. As That, that, might, that might happen. Um, okay, so we'll see what's happening. Remember in Adventure Time when there was Maja, the Sky Witch, and she had like that crab? It this is kind of like that. Okay, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A a lesser Maja. Yep, that's Sam's take on Star. It's Adventure Time, except not. It is. It is. (laughs) Well, when we mentioned the final season, doing goodbyes to a bunch of plot lines, I was thinking of Adventure Time. So I, I think some some similarities. Uh, okay, a spell with no name. Yeah, the spider with the top hat. So we're focusing on Richard the Narwhal instead of yeah. The with the top hat. Sam, wow, are you a big Richard the Narwhal fan? Yeah, he has an eye patch and he has like <laughs> children and stuff. It's great. He, he, he's very much a dad. He is a dad. See so if the Narwhal dad bod is that. A <laughs> yes, he does. Okay. I, I don't no. honestly they didn't show any other narwhals so I kind of <laughs> yeah, forgot if they were muscular or not versus the unicorns yeah that's true. But, but yeah I, I think this episode benefits from focusing on the nor on the narwhal instead of spider with the top hat because like spider it's still spider it's fantastic the same. though well sure but we had two episodes with him already so i think yeah. that if it had focused again on spider this would have been a much weaker episode but because it uses richard instead as our our like linchpin so like that keeps us in the same atmosphere but like dealing with totally different character dynamics and that made this episode a lot more interesting than i would have expected if you told me we're gonna have another inside the wand episode i'd be like okay sure Sure. but it's a different character so that's good yeah i think i think it's a good decision um so yeah he's richard and uh we learn a few things that uh we see eclipse of spells and um we which i think makes sense we're focusing on um since eclipse, eclipse has taken over the wand and we we learn that each i guess like queen has their own room in this uh spell dimension wow. i thought um, that was kind mm-hmm. of cool yeah i think that's cool um, so that's, that's explaining where Eclipse has the wand. So she gets, uh, her, her room of spells, I guess there's already there, but star spells are still there in star spell room. Um, and we're focusing on this, uh, powerful spell that, that doesn't have a name that Eclipse, uh, it can just instantly kill anything. Um, that's one of Eclipse's spells here. And, uh, at the end we trap it and Narwhal uses echolocation, to see to see it and uh gets it into the jar and it's very heroic um but uh, also pancakes in the beginning it was the other one. <laughs> hot take cold foods pancakes i don't really like them that much <gasps> i think they're what? overrated Mommy. i was Wait. upset because i missed getting pancakes today so i can make sure <laughs> i watched the episode <laughs> and then you saw pancakes in the episode and then wow. i was even more upset <laughs> wow pancakes are great i disagree with this take sam this is probably not as hot of a take, but I will say drenching your your pancakes in syrup is disgusting. Like, calm I, down. That makes it better. No, <laughs> no, that's the wrong. That's the wrong way to eat pancakes. Guys, you just want like a there's dry a, thing. Then I, I want some butter. I want balance. some syrup. I don't need it to be like dripping wet. 
Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I prefer waffles. <laughs> to be soaked in syrup, like a good layer is. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that 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 unicorn horse was going a little bit overboard. Yes, I mean yes. he emptied out an entire container. Who does that? <laughs> people, <laughs> there are. I think I think there are people in real life who do that, and I it's judge an exaggeration them for that. of <laughs> really favorite. I, pancakes over waffles is my take. Wow. And, okay. Also, what is Spider doing with all of that syrup? Like, <laughs> he's the person that uh, just drinks syrup and like Alex's time uh, just, uh, <laughs> lathering syrup in. Okay, okay. The, I want to talk about this spell though, this powerful spell. Um, does this relate to Eclipsa using weird magic? And um, interesting, I think Alex posted a screen cap of this butterfly uh, before that was it was used to cut off Toffee's finger. Alex, is that right? Yeah. So like when when they were doing the darkest spell the situation, like that that. It looked kind of similar to that. So, like, I think that, um, it, I don't know if we want to get into this part, but like, uh, uh, April mentioned that there's an episode description for this that doesn't really have to do with what we saw, but it's like it says Star and Eclipse that joined forces in order to defeat a lethal spell that has gone rogue after two of their spells collide into one another. So, like, obviously, that isn't related at all in this episode, but if it's like related somehow, what if it's Eclipse's darkest spell has somehow mingled with one of Star's butterfly spells, and that like makes it extra powerful? Hmm. Um, yeah. Will we see this spell come up again? Presumably. Is this just the uh, like the the Harry Potter kill spell? Is that what this is? What's it called again? Um, right. Like uh, that's Avada Kedavra. Avada Kedavra. Right. That's what it seems to me to be. This, that's kind of what it feels like. If it yeah. just kills whatever. But yeah. then I guess. I think I agree with the idea that it's the spell that Eclipse taught Moon to take care of Toffee because it's it kills unkillable things, right? So, and it even kills spells, which I guess are living things in this world in their own dimension. Yeah. So if if uh, yeah if this is the spell that Moon learns that maybe the Star learned the spell is is that where we're going? Is is Eclipse using the spell now because the High Commission's noticing weird magic? Like is Eclipse killing things on the side? Is someone in the castle killing things? Well, what um, if it's like um, one of those situations where like, I, and I think this like relates to uh, them like noticing or the high commission being like, Oh, well there's like magic being used that hasn't been used in like centuries. Well, again, I think it goes back to that. So it's kind of one of those, like you open up the floodgates thing. So eclipse is back and she's using magic. So she's using magic that hasn't been used in centuries. And so whenever like she got the wand back and started using her magic again, then her spell sort of like took over. And so that was one of her spells that was just sort of like reawoken within the wand, like all the rest, them. It's also interesting that the seeing eye spell is now stars and doesn't reside with all of eclipses because she learned it from eclipses chapter. Yeah, I think we'd seen the seeing eye in the second episode, but yeah, now that we know that other eclipse spells are there, then um, yeah, maybe there's another one. I don't know, but uh, I thought I thought eclipses spells were were fun um, and seeing all the, the 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 spell the dynamic between all of them but yeah the, this i'm interested to see how this 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 comes into play here um i feel like this is getting into this is eclipsa evil kind of plot line we're still doing is what eclipsa doing forbidden magic eclipsa has this uh this kill spell all of this seems not good but um she still seems to be fairly innocuous these past few weeks 
continues to be so. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be weird if we go down that line. It's going to be weird if, like, we have a situation where, like, Eclipse is evil, but Mina is attacking, but Moon has a human uh, uh, situation going on, and then Star is just like, wait, what do I do here? Like, there's, like, three different things going on. They're all bad, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like... there's there's a lot of balls being juggled right now, and yes, uh, I, don't, sure. I don't know how. <laughs> uh, so I still really have no clue on how they're gonna connect if they're both going in the sa- in the direction that we think they're going. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it, I, I we we have to be doing some sort of dark Eclipsa thing, even if she's not like evil per se. Like we still haven't resolved the star mistrusting Eclipsa from a few weeks ago. Um, and you know, now we bring in this layer of the high commission skeptical of Eclipse, even though, you know, the high commission is not the most, uh, reliable. Um, and now we know Eclipse has a, a kill spell. Like, I feel like we're pointing towards some sort of revelation here in what she's been doing. Like, it's also, it feels purposeful how innocuous she's been presented in the past two weeks. Specifically, all she's done has just been knighting people and playing with her baby. And it's like, she's doing something in the background here, I think. Hmm. Unless she's really not doing anything in the background. Or someone <laughs> thinks she's doing something in the background and then right. that'll be subverted and it's like, oh no, I've but really then just she'll been doing like, this She'll time. do like one thing and they're like, see, look, she's been evil all along. Like, yeah. I just foresee like Mina just coming in and like destroying everybody and everything. And so well, Eclipsa will obviously have to put her down. And then they're like, but look, Eclipsa's evil. And it's like, yeah, I mean, not really. She put down Mina who was killing everyone. So like yeah, it could just be all subverted. Yeah, yeah. All, they could they could be they're purposely like leaving these uh, things that could pay off with Eclipse being evil just to subvert them and just like it's like okay, everyone thinks she is, but she she's not. It's and really hot. Yeah, I, I could see that too. But e- either way, we're doing something with all this stuff. Watch it just be Eclipse using that butterfly spell to like kill bugs or something around the castle yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be all be just a dumb misunderstanding and then we can move on with our lives no but we still have half a season so we're gonna stretch that misunderstanding into a whole nother plot line that'll be dragged out for wow, 10 Eclipse episodes starts an extermination business <laughs> that'd be good okay. <laughs> well, that, that should be fun yeah. that's that's my, that her true passion is killing bugs yep, so. that's that's my uh filler she episode gives up, she gives okay. up being a queen um she was gardening in that one episode when she's in jail or whatever yeah maybe she's using it as like a pesticide Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's bring in the other. I just remembered that the, the episode we even talked about has to deal with Eclipsa too. So let's bring in this to the equation. So Queen Napped. Um, we don't have to get she, Eclipsa uh, kidnapped, but it turns out it's just Ponyhead trying to make her more popular. Um, so there you go. Uh, it's it's Eclipse is playing biotech VR. Uh, see, my thing is, if we go down the path of Eclipsa is actually evil, then what is the point of all of this? Besides, right, so, like, so, I, 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 you can say like, oh, it's to subvert it by like now the people think there she's good, so when she does something yes, evil, yes, they'll all be yes. shocked. But then that feels like a waste of time if we started there. <laughs> And then uh, we, yeah. we deal with uh, Star being really upset because she believed Eclipsa was good this whole time. And then we still have to do something with the book that Star has. Yes, yes. That's that's the main thing that uh, shows that we're doing something with Ecl- mistrusting Eclipsa. But um, yeah, the point of this episode being that we Eclipsa now, we've made her some, somewhat popular, at least with the people. So um this this could be being set up to be subverted with her being evil. Yeah, um, I guess the, I guess that's the 
But this, I mean, we've done this uh, a few episodes now with like her and the the human people and being unpopular with them. So I guess this has helped now. So where are we going with this? Um, leading up to next week, her being popular in her coronation, like people actually like being excited. Um, and then Mina comes in and like they're actually rooting for Eclipse instead of Mina in this battle or something. I guess I would I guess... like that. That would be a good episode. I guess that's uh, well, it'll immediately pay off the popularity things. So, like, who whose side are we taking when Mina comes in here? Yeah, because I guess Mina is like this uh, historically, uh, uh, you know, positive figure for humans. Um, I don't know how we thought of her at the end of last season, or like uh, <laughs> how people or people even knew about that. But yeah, it's I, I, I guess it's like Moon's pop- Eclipse's popularity matters in Moon versus Eclipse, and they're dueling kind of kingdoms that are growing which we haven't checked in on moon yet um and then also mina coming to attack eclipse as well um so yeah interested how how this is gonna play off i think i think in a in a big way next week probably i think we'll 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 get we'll get some traction here next week um any other any other thoughts on queen napped that we went over very fast no 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 larry kelt bottom takes no um I mean, I'm glad. I'm I'm so glad we got to see another character that we haven't seen in a while. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) We uh, say goodbye to him. One of Ponyhead's last lines is, yes, no consequences for Ponyhead. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much her entire character. Yeah, no consequences for Ponyhead. Go around. She's like a fly in the room that I can't like swat out. You know what I mean? Uh, it's such a good line, though. No consequences. Um, uh, Marco gets oh, a good joke good. in about a graveyard being like a mattress store. I I, I gave a soft chuckle at that one. So, oh, wow, yeah. high praise for Marco's comedy there. <laughs> okay, soft chuckle. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, we needed a Ponyhead show follow-up episode, I think, so that's good. Sure. I still, I still kind of like um, Seahorse in his role. In, he's, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think that still is kind of funny. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, we saw the siblings. Yeah, that's great. Okay, there you go. Uh, final comments on this week's Star Episodes, April. Um, They were fine. I guess... I, I'm hoping that something happens next week, but I, I did enjoy these episodes. Uh, so don't think that I didn't, viewers of this podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that's cleared up. Uh, Alex, final thoughts. Um, spell with no name. One, one thing I didn't mention is just how pretty the episode is. Like it, the, going back into the wand is always very colorful, but like I think that the new character designs of Eclipse's spells were all very interesting. Like one was just a black cat, but like one is like a two-eyed cloud. You got like just a lightning cloud with eyes, and that's like the hypno slumber. So I think all those designs are very nice. And the scene at the end where like the narwhal is blasting the uh, lights in the dark to catch the the butterfly, like that stood out to me as like, oh, this. Is cool and then, then like it gets chased into the jar into the pickle jar but like i, I thought that that whole scene was done really well so like, i think the spell with no name stands out as like the most aesthetically pleasing of the episodes i've watched in a while with star so yeah spell I, with oh, no name was nice. i didn't like the snake um regurgitating things oh that i love me. that that was great <laughs> <laughs> every time he did it i wanted to just <laughs> oh. i guess mm-hmm. that's the representation of the ouroboros spell like uh, the, i guess the, Probably the snakes eating each other. Uh, yes, 
But yeah, the, uh, and going with that, like the rest of the episodes, I think that they all have nice moments in them. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we we got a good a good deep discussion on like where Starco is right now, and I think so. It's 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 at least in a place where it sparks discussion as opposed to being as frustrating as it's been in previous episodes. So I think that's a step up. And uh, yeah, so more 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 wholesome Starco, please, not the tainted by the past, please. Tainted by the wow. No, Starco's never tainted. It's, it, 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 it was, but now it, it, it has been pu- it has been purified into the birth of the uh, of long lasting friendship. Okay. <laughs> While Kelka will live forever. <laughs> yeah. No. No Kelly this week. So no, <laughs> after strong showings the previous week. Well, what if Marco is lying about wanting to go back to Earth and he's just like so that way he he can spend more time with Kelly. Wow. That'd uh-huh. be drama. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, Marco doesn't have the guts to do that. <laughs> or does he? Ugh. Like, it's not even guts. It's more cowardice, but which Marco has shown in the past. So, okay, so we're we're in on the Kelly thing. Okay, there you go. Uh, Sam, final thoughts this week. Do I ever have any thoughts that are truly final? That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, cool. Good, good episodes. Thumbs up. Can't wait for next week when we will see more episodes with similar characters and maybe some of the same characters. Okay. 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 <laughs> yes, that's true. That is, that is a TV show. Um, that is what a TV show is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought of one more final thought here because the, the, the intro, uh, the intro of the show, it has from left to right, Jana, Tom, star, Marco, Kelly. So like now it's in a situation where like there are shifts between all adjacent characters in play right now because like now we finally have a Jan Tom episode. Oh so that now we have Jan Tom, we have Tom Star, we have Starco, we have Kelco. Write some fanfic. Yeah, write fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Ponyhead is left out. He has a ship with nobody. Well, good. Get Ponyhead and Seahorse back together. There you go. Um, Did they ever he's... actually break up? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, next <laughs> next week, next week is uh, three uh, three uh, kind of episodes with exciting descriptions, actually, including a boy with his uh, something number, um, motorcycle number thing. It's a Tom Tom Co episode, apparently. Even Ooh, though descriptions cool. lied to us this week. Yeah, and, I don't uh, trust yeah. the descriptions anymore. Month the monster and the queen and coronation. So the half hour coronation, all very exciting stuff next week, and then the week after that is beach day. So I think we're we're into the thick of it now, and only five we five more weeks of star left. Let us know what you thought of this week's of uh, this week's episodes in the comments at overlyanimated.com or on youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, you can come to our Discord to talk about star at uh, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron podcast, Ty- Taylor, aka Needle. And thanks as always to our patrons, executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, and Hugh. Yeah, Needle. He Does Needle Needle watch the show? Probably. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Needle is very active on Discord. from listening to the podcast, though. Yeah, okay. Um, I, think he t- I think he might watch the show. I don't remember, though. We'll help okay. and We'll ask. <laughs> check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com, including uh, Wonder Park podcast recently, <laughs> DC Superhero Girls, uh, Fruits Baskets reg- regular coverage. We had a Victor and Valentino podcast and Miraculous Ladybug. Uh, we'll be back for more Star next week. Uh, subscribe to not miss that. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Bye.